0: Today's episode of Let's Talk is sponsored by Reform Theological Seminary's online learning program, RTS Global. Stick around to learn more.
1: and Welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast from the Gospel Coalition Podcast Network, where we seek to apply biblical wisdom to everyday life. My name is Jackie Hill Perry, and I am here uh, with Melissa Kruger and Jasmine Holmes. Today, we're going to talk about something a little theological, but it's a topic that also makes a practical difference in our lives, and that is the holiness. That's how you have to say it, Melissa. Holiness. You hear the holiness of God. What, what, What words come to mind when you think of... Holiness. Perfection immediately. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Fear. Fear. Mm -hmm. Shame in the face of holiness
1: honestly i think my first thought isn't a a word but a memory and it's growing up in or going to a a missionary baptist church where everybody wore really long dresses stockings um super modest didn't have nail polish would not play cards gamble listen to secular music just that whole environment Mm -hmm. is what i Mm -hmm. thought holiness was which i think begs the question is like how do you think holiness is often misunderstood
0: yeah well let's define it one of us is writing a book about holiness Ooh, it's not me it's not me
2: how would you define (laughs) holiness jackie
1: (laughs) well i think the best way to define it is to define how god is holy Mm. you know because we base our or should um we should walk out holiness in the way that god himself is holy basically one of the words that frames holiness is to be set apart to be different to be unique and different as in different from the world different from Um, that which is unlike God. God himself is holy. One of the interesting things though, as I've been studying holiness is how like, I think a a lot of times when people think about the holiness of God, they only think about it in terms of moral perfection Mm -hmm. when it's not limited to that. Um, God's holiness is that he is morally perfect. He cannot sin, will not sin, does not delight in sin, but it's also that he's transcendent, meaning he is the I am. He is different and distinct and unique from everything he has ever made. And Mm -hmm. so in holiness, it isn't just he doesn't sin, but it's also he is not like us,
2: Hmm. you know? So even when we're heavenly- and then perfect when we're made perfect he will still be different
1: completely than us in every way yeah because he doesn't exist like us yeah we don't
2: become all-knowing or all you know sovereign i mean those are reserved Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that's like i hadn't thought about it that way before it makes holiness much Uh wider yeah it does
1: i think uh than we've thought about it and so with that that's one way holiness is misunderstood Mm -hmm. is not seeing how god being holy also is connected to god being different you know um because i think Some people, they don't even like this conversation because they think holy, so they think wrath, Mm -hmm. hatred, anger, Mm -hmm. (laughs) hell. It's like, nah, because he's transcended, it also means he exists differently. And because he exists differently, it means he can answer all of your prayers in a way that no one on earth ever could because he sees you Mm -hmm. at all times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like mm-hmm. he can act whenever he wants he knows what's going to happen so you can actually pray for future events like nobody can do that yeah because
2: nobody's him so
1: that's the definition set apart different unique distinct other
2: higher yes hmm, that's good I picture that um throne room scene in Isaiah 6 mm-hmm. and you know it says in the year king Uzziah died mm-hmm. i saw the lord seated upon his throne mm-hmm. and it talks about the robe filling the Temple and it's this picture of the grandeur and holiness of God and Isaiah says his response is Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> like whoa. saved by yeah. the bell. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. whoa is to me <laughs> yeah. for I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. And I do think there is this, oh, there's an amazing awe at the difference mm-hmm. of God. But do you think there can be a fear? Mm-hmm. Of, I mean, we, we can fear a difference Absolutely. sometimes just because God is so different from us and we are so not like him mm-hmm. that we understand this gap, mm-hmm. you know, and it can cause us to fear. So mm-hmm. h- how do we live? Live with this knowledge that God is holy and righteous and all good and all knowing and perfect and lovely and beautiful and all His ways, and we are not. Yeah, like what does that? What should our response to God's holiness? Yeah, be? yeah.
1: What should it be, Jasmine?
0: So many responses I come to mind, but I think the one that is fighting to be said first, and I'm not sure why, is obedience. But I think that something should precede the obedience because for me i think my response to god's holiness is not to behold him but to immediately look back at myself mm-hmm. and compare and be like ooh mm-hmm. i got to get this together cuz mm-hmm. he's really holy and i got to like i need to get get better so that he can behold me instead of god basking in his holiness like taking a moment to really behold and trust and love and revere and for obedience repentance faith and obedience to follow i think my initial thought is obedience do what he says yeah (laughs) because
1: i think it's hard to conceptualize how to delight in Mm -hmm. his Obedience, um, which perhaps is another misunderstanding of it, you mm-hmm. know, because it, that that always makes me think about uh Genesis three and how after Adam and Eve sinned, they ran, or not ran, but hid from God, mm-hmm. you know. Um, God was holy, and so is there a real fear that like when he come on the scene because we just listened to this dang old snake, that he's he, <laughs> right, <laughs> like we about to die today. But actually his holiness means that you can come near to him and should come near to him mm-hmm. um, for forgiveness because he's the only one that can give it another product of his uniqueness right. is that he's the only one able to offer forgiveness for our sins and so that's the weird and there was balance. no
2: place to hide there was the- no A- you know, he you gotta like, everything. Gonna hide. You going
0: to put some leaves over there. <laughs> just God. make it roll. This tree
1: will uh-huh. keep yeah. me from your wrath. Uh-huh. That's for sure.
0: I've been thinking a lot about the difference between shame and godly guilt, which I think 2 Corinthians talks about how godly guilt leads us to repentance mm-hmm. and worldly guilt. It just basically leads us to hide. And so Adam and Eve weren't experiencing like guilt over sin, they were experiencing like shame. Mm. I wanna hide, I wanna go away whereas honest guilt leads us to repentance and to like lay ourselves bare before god in Mm. all of his holiness knowing that he is good Mm -hmm. shame does not trust that god is it trusted our we're good Mm. we can be good we can earn good and goodness and so i've just been really convicted lately of how often i've substituted shame and pride for true repentance and Mm. true guilt over sin and true beholding of god's holiness and goodness
2: Mm -hmm. i think one thing we try to do in that if we 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 sometimes take the other route, and we try to make God more like us. Yeah. Mm. So he's not really that holy, mm-hmm. so That's therefore true. I'm not mm-hmm. really that bad. Yeah, Yeah. like, I mean, this is basically what the Greek gods, you know, zoo, I mean, yeah. they all act like really bad humans, yeah. and that was more comfortable. So I think one way we try to deal with God's holiness is rather than seek atonement mm-hmm. for ourselves, or mm-hmm. see, you know, I mean, think, I think of Isaiah with that coal mm-hmm. that comes, and yeah. he's like, your sin is atoned for, yeah. your guilt is relieved. We seek to make God lesser, so that we can be more like him, which mm-hmm. is basically what Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. I mean, they were trying to be like God. Right. And so if God, you know, he's a little more human, mm-hmm. then I'm not so far off the mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we lessen rather than say, oh my goodness, you're so different from me. You're so beautiful. You're so glorious. And yeah, there should be a moment of woe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then what Christ did for us on the cross, saving us, redeeming us, and then making us holy yeah. will never be significant. Yeah. If I don't understand how different he is than me,
1: and the wild thing is, because I, I think that's a part of idolatry is making a god in your own image yeah. or exalting a created thing as if it is God. And truth be told, you don't really want a god that is like you. Yes, you want a god that's personal. Mm-hmm. Yes, you want a god that's intimate. Therefore, can hear, can speak, can relate in a in a sense. But you don't want a god who is limited in the way that. You you are right. yet at the same time we do it all the time we live in a society that continues to frame and shape god around its own cultural ideas which means you have a god that's always changing mm-hmm. he's always becoming like whatever decade you live in when he just doesn't he doesn't exist like that right. like we I, I want a god who is not mutable like me mm-hmm. so that i can like actually stand on something that's solid for mm-hmm. eternity mm-hmm.
0: you yeah. know i've been reading the bible through an year and got past leviticus Ooh, did you and i enjoyed it it was weird. invisible confetti it was my first time reading it and i was like I, not my first time reading it my first time reading it where i wasn't just like okay all right. leviticus and is bomb though with this it it, it, it is. is a bomb i didn't i did not realize it but it is and reading leviticus god is so holy uh-huh yeah <laughs> like the th- uh-huh. the things that the israelites had to do in order to be close to god like it, the, the illustrations over and over again of the things that man had to do in order to be right with close to god like walk with god it's just i always would i always wanted to like rush through leviticus and be like we get it we get it we get it the law was really bad so then jesus unclean, had to come and fix unclean, it because that unclean. stuff was really hard there was like the chapter <laughs> one about and i was reading on um I, I listened on the dwell bible app which really helps me because i am a um just one of those like really researchy super fast reading nerdy people mm-hmm. who's like we know racist through things without considering them mm. do you know what i mean so i'm mm-hmm. like oh, yeah i did it check it off but dwell forces me to listen dwell. and dwell because mm. my prideful self is like i get it. i get it and i didn't get it mm. so listening to leviticus for the first time i was like okay all right pride i see you <laughs> dying as one painful death but i heard so much more about the ways that god was illustrating over and over again his holiness mm-hmm. and our humanness. And I guess before I had read Leviticus this time, I was always like, yeah, Leviticus was just showing how bad the law was. And then when Jesus came, we could see how good he was because mm. the law was really terrible. But I, I was able to see so much more illustration of God's goodness to provide a way and to provide deep illustration and rich illustration. The more you understand the law given in Leviticus, the more beautiful the parallels throughout the Bible, the come. And I saw in just this one slow reading, I saw a, a different perspective
2: than, than what I'd mm. never seen before. And you see the graciousness of God. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to set up this whole system, this whole sacrificial system so that when my son comes, you don't miss it. Yeah. Come you know, on here, Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. This beautiful thing that's God. painful that you do year after year after year and there's all this bloodshed. And one day my son's going to be that sacrificial lamb. you will see it. And you'll see They'll it. will get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and just the removal... I mean, Romans talks about the removal of... Mm condemnation and the removal of shame because in leviticus is like shame is really real in leviticus go outside the camp you are not holy again until sundown mm-hmm. like you touched a dead body you ate something you weren't supposed to eat you had weird discharge you <laughs> you need to go you got leprosy like i
2: mean just like i felt like it was like man god like you wow like our humanness is problematic yeah. <laughs> that's a really good point we tend to think of our sin yeah being problematic but no this body of flesh yeah. Yes. Hmm. That we've inherited from Adam. The thing that Adam brought into the world. Is now problematic. Yes. Hmm. Because it's dying. Yeah. It's
0: dying. It gets sick. It gets... And that is not holy. Yeah. That is not divine. That is very human. Mm. And so seeing that was so helpful. And then even realizing that just through the gospel, all of that shame is removed because Christ took it all on for us on the cross. Understanding Leviticus means understanding a fraction of of what christ endured for us on the cross because hmm. he took all of that shame and condemnation upon himself hmm. so that we wouldn't have to carry it anymore and so it's not like oh he took the law and it was really bad and it was awful Yeah, no he took all the reasons why we needed the law yeah. and answered them all
2: and now can say we can say the law is actually good yes because it's it a is. reflection of the word become flesh who dwelt among us mm. and so now that i'm no longer forced to live up to the standard. I can see it as him saying, no, 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 this is the path of blessing. Mm-hmm. Like meaning not that your life is going to go perfect and you're going to get all the things of this world mm-hmm. because you obey God, but your soul will prosper mm-hmm. by following God's law because it's the owner's manual, so to speak. Like this is how we're created to live yep. is in light of his law, but it's different than trying to obey it so that we will be holy. Yeah. But because we're being made holy, we see it as the beautiful, better way. Mm-hmm. It's a Totally different. Yeah, because of obedience
1: because the law was given after israel was rescued mm-hmm. which is i think a great picture of we're not we're saved by grace through faith and out of that salvation or living out or working out our salvation with fear and trembling is okay how do i respond to what jesus has done right. for me i love him back <laughs> how do i love him by the power of the spirit mm-hmm. how, it doesn't matter how holy i try to be which i should pursue it without holiness no one will see the lord Absolutely. but i have to know that even in my F- of trying to live a holy life this does not one change god's love for me nor does it force god's hand to save me Mm -hmm. you know he saved me on his own accord yeah you know but one of the uh i think encouraging things about holiness even in its connection to salvation is how like in isaiah 55 we often quote you know his ways are not our ways his thoughts are not our thoughts but a few verses before that it actually talks about how god is the one who pardons workers of iniquity then he moves to say, my thoughts are not like yours. Yeah. My ways are not like yours. And so even his pardon of sinners is a response or uh, like his transcendent nature in action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and so it's like, man, I'm so glad you don't think like me because the way I think <laughs> is vengeful.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> the, good.
1: the way I think is not gracious <laughs> or good at all. But the way you think only you could come up with a plan to say, you know what? They broke my law. They broke my standard. But I'm gonna love them and I'm gonna save them anyway. Yeah. Only God could mm-hmm. think of something like that. That's why grace is like not a thing that you see in other religions. Yeah, yeah. I think because the only true Yahweh God, I think it's a product of Him, not man.
2: Absolutely. It's actually it shows the difference of Christianity. Yeah. Meaning all other religions look a lot like humans. Yes. Work to yeah, receive. Yeah. That's a re- mm-hmm. yeah, and it's almost that this does not make sense shows his ways are higher than our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts mm-hmm. who has a dying savior oh my goodness you know who who does this i mean as c.s lewis said we only have one god who would become man mm-hmm. everybody else is men who want to be gods mm-hmm. you know and yet here we have god condescending making taking on human flesh mm-hmm. becoming like man mm-hmm. in order to save us strange you know, it's yeah it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and so. So in some ways, it proves the point. Yeah, yeah, that's I like that. Good, I Jackie. Love, I love it. I know. I like I you. Know. I like. I can't wait to read this book. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. <laughs> that's why holiness is good news, yes. guys. Hey, let's talk, listeners. My name is Melissa Kruger, and I'm so excited to share with you about our sponsor for this season, um, Reformed Theological Seminary. I have loved being a part of the community there for the past 20 years with my husband, Mike Kruger. He's the president at RTS Charlotte, and we love getting to be part of all that's going on there. Um, they have a lot of different degree programs. Jackie, you're going to be a student, sure in Am the spring? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us anything about the degree programs?
1: Well, you know, RTS offers. Uh, Three Masters of Arts degree programs And they are available 100% online These degrees are perfect I think for anyone uh, Who wants to just pursue Full-time vocational ministry Interested in PhD work The real smart people Or enhancing any of their gifts Through theological education
2: Jasmine Your husband's also
0: at RTS He is He's the Vice President Of Communications at RTS And a cool fact about us Is that we met at an RTS-sponsored booth at the Gospel Coalition Conference. So you can
2: find love at RTS? You can find love at RTS
0: and TGC. (laughs) If you would like to join the online degree program, which, granted, is probably less of a chance to find (laughs) love there, you can study at your own pace, attend virtual classes, and you have regular interactions with your professors and teachers' assistants. Overall, you can just study in a way that suits you best. And if you want to find out more about the RTS a global degree program you can go to rts.edu forward slash online. How can his holiness impact one's proclivity towards legalism? Asking for a friend. the friend
2: is me. Jasmine, I'm the friend. You know, I think because the reality, when we really try to be holy, we fall flat on our face mm-hmm. over and over again. And I think if we do not stop believing in our own righteousness, God will be faithful to show us that our own righteousness gets us nowhere and mm-hmm. he will squash it, you yeah. know, by our continual failure. And I, I actually don't think it's a bad thing to try really hard. Through trying really hard, I've seen a greater understanding of my weakness and my dependence upon the gospel. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so when I say that, it's it's been by falling flat on my face and realizing, I'm going to need grace every single day of my life and I don't want to. Hmm. I want to graduate. Yeah. I want to graduate from the school. Mm-hmm. I want to be holy. And he's like, I will not let you be holy outside of me. Mm. So I think the hope is that God is kind to the legalist yeah. and he pursues us even in our legalism mm-hmm. and our desire to be righteous in ourselves and be better than yeah. others. Yeah. He's like, yep, I still love even you and I'm going to pull you out of that. I'm, using, I'm actually using that thing. And he's using it. Mm-hmm. You know? To show and, my holiness, again. And so he shows us and he's like no nope, only through me and so slowly rather than we we can learn to love holiness and even become more holy mm-hmm. and yet because we know it's so all him we're actually humble in it mm. Whereas before we could have only been prideful in it, mm. you know, but because of all my falling on my face, I'm like, oh, if there's anything good in me, it's clearly from him. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and that, that's so hopeful to mm. me that like his holiness is also kindness and he He bears patiently with my slowness. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that, for even the legalist or for the licentious. Mm-hmm. He's going after us both. Yeah. So with the licentious. That's a good point. I, I think he's going to come after them and they're going to see that sin does. Does not yield good fruit. What, what do you think might be
1: misinterpreted or just not believed about the person and the holiness of God that leads people to licentiousness?
0: Maybe going, maybe depending on the swings. Mm-hmm. Um, one way that I can think of is... I know a lot of people, grew up with a lot of people who were believers there, you know, grew up in Christian homes, believers their entire lives. And for whatever reason, maybe they got hurt by the church. Maybe they just got tired. They were like, this whole, like, following the law thing doesn't produce the kind of things that I want. Yeah, I'm way happier when I'm not trying to obey God's strict standard. Mm. He loves me anyway. Yeah. It's fine. And it's one of those things, as I have, as an adult realize how much I struggle with shame and how much shame is not of the gospel and not of the Lord. I want to get rid of that shame, but I don't want to get rid of awareness of sin Hmm. or guilt over sin and sometimes i don't think that people understand the difference between Mm -hmm. those two things they want a life rid of all bad feeling Mm -hmm. and so anything that makes them feel bad or guilty or um unworthy Mm -hmm. they do away with because god's answer for the legalist and the licentious one is the same it's to hold up the mirror the mirror of his holiness works for both of them yeah Mm -hmm. for the legalist it's like this is me Mm -hmm. you can't get here by yourself Mm -hmm. you can keep trying or (laughs) you can realize that my burden is light hmm. and for the licentious it's like this is me you're way over there <laughs> <laughs> come on yeah bring it back um and i'm sure there's lots of different reasons why people fall into you know that antinomian licentious category but i've definitely seen hurt people do it a yeah
1: lot. i'd agree i think especially if you grew up in like a christian context where you were trying to be good hmm that that is exhausting, you know, to try to be something that you're inherently not, and it's, it's- thankless. What you mean?
0: Uh, I people told me, Jasmine, you're gonna be your version when you're getting married. Mm-hmm. You saved yourself for your husband. You're gonna have just the best ever marriage ever because you're just you. Look at you, which is a prosperity gospel. It is. Wow. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I just when I was single, my goodness, everybody all the time. I want to look back at the adults in my life and be like, yo, oh, yo, set me up. <laughs> but i just was told you know because you're you're such a good you obey you do everything right and you know six months into my marriage i had had a miscarriage Mm. my family was moving across the sea i was moving to a different place i didn't really know the person that i got married to Mm. it was it was thankless Mm. because i was doing it for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. i wasn't doing it to bring glory to god and Mm -hmm. to honor him i was doing it because it made me look and feel good and felt like the safest decision to make Mm.
1: because if the expectation is by living a good life and and, you know being this morally acceptable person means that i'll have an easy life mm-hmm. then when the ease is not there and suffering is present you feel like god failed you right mm-hmm. that he's not to be trusted yep. and that there's no point in being holy yep. when the holiest being that has ever existed <laughs> died on a cross and was murdered by his own and so i don't know how we could expect <laughs> that living a holy and righteous life will turn out to mean having a prosperous life in terms mm-hmm. of you know stuff but i think we need to reframe our understanding of god and see if i'm doing this unto god out of love for god then in my pursuit of holiness it don't matter if i never get anything i got him Mm -hmm. and so getting more of him actually makes life worth living doesn't mean it won't be hard absolutely everybody in the bible that was faithful had hard lives Mm -hmm. but i think they had joyful lives
2: absolutely what does
1: it say in his presence
2: is fullness of joy at his right hand yeah pleasures forevermore My favorite. Well, so let me ask you this question. You said a phrase in there about pursuing holiness. Okay. How can we actively pursue holiness? We we, we obviously believe it's imputed to us. Mm-hmm. And by imputed, I mean, it's fully given to us in Christ. But there's also at the same time, this pursuit of holiness. Yeah. So we're declared holy by God mm-hmm. in, sanctifi- in salvation. Mm-hmm. But then in sanctification, we're pursuing holiness. So how do we, how do we seek to become more holy? Yeah. My, one of my favorite passages is um, 1 Corinthians 7, where
0: it talks about us being given the mind of Christ. It's, I come back to it all the time. I probably talked about it last, last season too. It's my favorite because... I thought of it when I read it.
2: It's Actually, just, I just read it. I was like, this
0: was Jasmine's verse. It's birth. my favorite. I love it because it just, it so takes everything off of Jasmine and her mind and her works and her way of figuring things out and puts everything onto like, your entire Entire mind and being is being renewed and so it's not as though God says you know be holy jump across this chasm like get as close as you can you may fall. <laughs> he provides the way and transforms and changes and just brings us near and so I think the first step is understanding that it's a work of him and his mm-hmm. spirit that the God has intimately involved in which is mm-hmm. be, like he's bringing us in that's mm-hmm. so beautiful mm-hmm. um, and takes so much pressure off of us thinking that our obedience is what makes him love us like jackie said we were already rescued Mm -hmm. and then god's like all right you're rescued you're mine this is how we're going to walk because i'm holy Mm -hmm. to be mine you you you're holy Mm -hmm. i've already said it Mm -hmm. i've already established it now walk in it and then he gives us everything we need to walk in it which is just great. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's as simple as let me look
1: at Jesus and God's revelation of himself throughout the scriptures and see how I can follow him in that, you know? So God is love. Let me love my neighbor. Who is my neighbor? Anybody that breathes, (laughs) you know, identifying the things in me that don't want to love my neighbor or why I don't want to love my neighbor. They get on my nerves. I don't like them. Well, let's go to first Corinthians 13 and and see how to apply. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love hopes the best. Love uh, does not keep a record wrong. That's one way for me to honor God and being holy is by being loving. What is in my life that is keeping me from living like God? Some of those things aren't necessarily sinful things, but they're unhelpful. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So is it social Mm -hmm. media? Let me lay aside that way. Why? Maybe that frees me up to pray more. Maybe that frees me up from being discontent. Maybe that frees me up to not have anxieties. Or if I do have anxieties, let me give my anxiety to God instead of putting them on myself. That's another way to be holy because now I'm trusting God to be God for me and not trusting in myself Mm -hmm. to handle all the things that God may have given me to steward. So I I think just looking at the Bible and saying, I want to be like Jesus, but also recognizing like Jasmine said, I cannot be like Jesus apart from the Trinity. Mm -hmm. I need the spirit of God to empower me to be like himself, Mm -hmm. you know? And as long as I try to do it in my own strength and power, I will always end up in the flesh.
2: That's good. It, I like how you brought in the Trinity. It's like the Spirit is in us, mm-hmm. empowering us. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hello. In us, empowers us to live as God would intend. Mm-hmm. Jesus reveals mm-hmm. what God the Father's like. Mm-hmm. And then God the Father made a way mm-hmm. through Jesus mm-hmm. for us to actually be holy. Yeah, You know, but it takes, we need a threefold Trinity. <laughs> yeah. <we> do. <laughs> Trinity to really save important. us. Very. Yes. So it's, yes. It's, it, and it, it proves, it's like at every direction, it's him yep. making us holy.
1: Yeah,
2: but I think it really is. It, it is so important to have time in His presence. Mm. I don't know. I lived with the same roommate all four years in college, and by like our senior year, people would get our names mixed up. You know, our hair started looking the same. We wore the same clothes. Mm. Like about ten years later, we came to a party dressed in like the same outfit. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was like time together mm-hmm. makes you look like each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I always think about that with Jesus. Mm-hmm. If I want to look more like Jesus. I have to spend time with him yeah. or else I will continually make him in my own image. Yep. Yeah. I'll be like, this is how Melissa would love that yeah. person. So I don't want to hard love people. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't want to ever call out sin mm-hmm. or do anything. hard. You know. mm-hmm. Whereas Jesus did all of that. You know, I mean, he did hard, he did hard love. And yeah. I would just love like, oh, that's being nice to people because yeah. yeah. that feels good. So yeah. he starts redefining when I look at him in his word, what holiness is even is. Yeah. Otherwise, it would just be Melissa's version of holiness.
1: One thing in my life that's happening now, because as I've been writing this book, one of my prayers is that God would make me more holy. Because I just, I know it's easier for me to read and study it and communicate it than it is to actually live it out. And so, as I've prayed that, it's been funny that, of course, He's answered it, but He hasn't answered the prayer for me to be more holy in these super dramatic ways. It's been really small stuff. For example, I'll be vague about it, but a situation happened where I needed. Needed to apologize first, and I didn't want to. I was like, I just, I don't want to. I don't, I don't feel like I know I should, but I just would rather them come to me. And it's like, yeah, but you serve a God, who did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied Himself and became a servant. And so, in following Him in holiness means that sometimes you need to lay down your rights mm. and apologize first. Mm. And I'm like, I thought when I asked you to make me holy, you know, I, I'd just be able to walk out like Moses and have like my face shining without any work i didn't think it would be these small acts of humility Um, that you were placing in my life to actually make me holier Mm -hmm. so that's the funny thing about praying even for god to make you holier is that he'll do it in very small and uncomfortable yet equally challenging ways that are frustrating but good
0: i've also noticed that consistently being in the word has helped me In my quest for holiness, I shared um, on a previous episode, I tend to be a really like, whatever I'm feeling that day, you know, like I want to be in the Psalms today. (laughs) I want to be in Proverbs today. But reading the Bible through in a year and seeing that God is, I'm a writer and an amateur historian. God is the best historian yes because he is unfolding history for his purposes and he's given us this entire story where no literary device is accidental no character is disposable like everybody and everything every jot and tittle is working together to show a picture of his holiness and his goodness Mm. and reading the bible straight through has been one of the best illustrations of that for me Um, illustrations of his holiness and illustrations of the fact that I need him. Hmm. I need his word to convict and sharpen and draw me
2: towards deeper and further holiness. Hmm. It also shows... I, mean, I think there's some really uncomfortable places in the Bible when you get into the old testament about God's holiness. Um I remember the story of is it Uza? Mm-hmm. Uh Uzzah, is that right? How you say it? I think so. When he dropped the ark. Uh-huh. And you know, he helps God out, yep. so to speak. Yep. Oh,
0: I think about that one all the time. Yeah. And
2: it's really uncomfortable it because does. he's immediately yes. killed yeah. by the holiness of God. Because it kinda of feels like, dang, God, I know. Mean, I know, it's like he
0: was trying to just yeah. trying
2: to pick it up. And 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 God's so holy, mm-hmm. he's going to be worshipped how he'll be worshipped. Yes. I think of the sons of, um, was it the sons of Korah who worshipped incorrectly mm-hmm. in or the Old Testament fire. and the fire mm-hmm. comes out. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and 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 I, I think we have to deal with, there is an uncomfortable nature about the holiness of God, especially for our friends who aren't believers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's the thing that really propels evangelism for me um, is the reality that there's a holy God. Yeah. And if if we don't die in the Lord we meet with his holiness yeah. and that's an uncomfortable thing yeah. so how how does the holiness of god change how we look at the world that's
1: a great question yeah because i mean it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living god mm-hmm. and how even those evidences of god's what seems like spontaneous justice are seen in the new testament ananias and sapphire they they lied to the holy yep. spirit and they dropped dead you know and we don't know how many times god might be doing that in our day and age but we have some type of medical uh, prescription for why it happened, not knowing if there was a justice Mm -hmm. situation at hand. But I think it definitely gives me an urgency and a zeal um, to just talk about Jesus and his goodness and his beauty, because we don't have to be on the receiving end of wrath. You you know, God really has made a way of escape for us. But the reality is, is that there are so many people that are choosing it. I remember Tim Keller said something like that, like everyone in hell has chosen to be there Mm -hmm. because in their refusal to believe in jesus they have also said yes to the response that jesus will have to their unbelief which is scary but i guess i see both sides which is i'm grateful that i have a just god
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know um i think i would be i would find it troublesome if there was a god who had a law who said who demands that it be kept and says that there will be consequences to not keeping it and then when people break it he does nothing Mm -hmm. i wouldn't believe anything Mm -hmm. else he has to say and so i maybe you'll be the one that gets away with whatever (laughs) yeah it's just like you're passive then you're a liar you don't keep your word but you also Mm -hmm. overlook injustice in Mm -hmm. all of its forms and so i don't want to look at somebody who has been who has suffered oppression who has been raped who has been Mm -hmm. abused who has whose people have been murdered i think about people in the rwanda genocide Mm -hmm. i think about the holocaust i think about september 11th and for me to say god is so loving that he will overlook yeah. and never do anything about all of the sin that has that has been done in this world. It's like, no, I want a God who's going to get the bullies off the playground. Yep. Mm-hmm. I want a God who's going to handle the wrong mm-hmm. that the
2: justice system cannot.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
2: And he says, I care so much about it. Yep. And yet at the same time, I care so much about you that I'm willing to send my son to make yep. a way. When I think about the cross of Jesus, it makes me realize God is not, God doesn't look at sin and just say, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're cute. <laughs> Right. I love you. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna not care. Yeah. He actually looks at us and says, "I love you enough." but it has to be paid for. Like Mm -hmm. sin has to be atoned for. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to put it all on my son. And now through his blood, I can basically kill all of your sin. Your sin died with him. So you can live with me. But I think it allows us to say to the watching world, you know, people we know, we all know who have suffered abuse, Mm -hmm. who have suffered great horrific things. And, you know, even as we read about things like the Holocaust, Mm -hmm. or I I read this book, Jackie told me to read, which is excellent called machete season about the Rwandan genocide, and you read it and your soul cries out for justice. Mm -hmm. And I can say, my God is just, he he cares about this way more than I do. And so it helps me hold those tensions that this world is so far from how it should be, Mm -hmm. but that he cares way more Mm -hmm. than I care. And he's actually made a way that anyone, no matter what we've done, can come to him. That's Mm -hmm. the gospel. Yeah.
1: Okay. Enough about holiness. I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, Everything about holiness, but we want to go from there to talk about some of our favorite things. Uh, Melissa and Jasmine, I want to know, where in the world have you most clearly seen God's glory displayed in nature? In other words, what is the most beautiful place that you have ever been? And I know it's probably been a while, because ain't nobody getting on planes, but God gave you a memory for a
2: reason. One place I love that's really nearby that I can drive to, I don't have to fly to, so I can still go see it, um, is outside of Asheville, North Carolina. You have the Blue Ridge Parkway, Mm -hmm. and you get on on it and you drive and it's just miles and miles of looking at mountains Mm. and the clouds come down into the mountains and it's just gorgeous mm. and so it's it's not far away it's not exotic mm. but it's just beautiful and i sit there and i'll look at it and i'm like god created all of this mm-hmm. but it's you know i'm sure there are so many more exotic places all over but that's the place i just love
0: and there's beauty you know, all it's over beautiful, yeah. yeah yeah there's beauty everywhere um the mediterranean oh we were in israel and it was like our first night we woke up the next morning and i was like oh like the water was just so it was so blue mm-hmm. i I just was just sitting there like all of this amazing stuff happened in this country i'm walking in places that jesus walked and i'm seeing things that his disciples saw and this is amazing but that water though mm-hmm. it was really really gorgeous
2: have you been to israel
0: not yet oh I we need to go. go i haven't
2: been either i want to go i want to go, I wanna go. Do a let's talk trip podcast trip to that would be fire
1: especially if tgc sponsors I wink, wink. Hey. who wants to go with us
2: wink wink
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i think I <laughs> think one of the most beautiful places that i've been would either it would be between durban or cape town south africa mm. um i think cape town is a lot more um i don't know if industrializes or urban is probably the word but they just it's just a pretty place the sky the, the the mountains the people it's just pretty it's just not american in any way you know and i, th- I think some people who may not have visited africa or researched it they just have preconceived notions. Sure. about the continent and they think that the whole thing looks the same when it's like way bigger than america even america doesn't look the same when you move from state to state so how could exactly. a continent? but anywho uh it's just a it's a gorgeous place i, I just can't mm-hmm. i can't recommend it we're enough.
2: going in we're going this june are you yeah where are you going um cape town we awesome. so we'll be going we'll, we're going there mike's doing something i'm That'd doing something we get to go together wow. Fancy. But i'll have to ask you where to go oh you know i got all the spots I can't wait
1: okay saints thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk. Next week, we'll be talking about fighting fear and anxiety. Don't get anxiety about us talking about fear and anxiety either. You can subscribe to Let's Talk through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Check out Season 1 of Let's Talk along with other shows from the Gospel Coalition Podcast Network at tgc.org forward slash podcast. The Gospel Coalition supports the church in making disciples of all nations by providing resources that are trusted and timely, winsome and wise, and centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ.